What is up, man? This is Edgar otra vez, bringing you another episode of the Floro Podcast. On today's show, we have Enrique Guzman, a writer, director, actor, stuntman, just a jack of all trades. We're going to be talking about his movie and just kind of like his inspiration and the making of his short film, Risper. I'll have links in the description so that you can find that movie on YouTube. As always, you can head on over to theflowrollpodcast.com. There you can find all our content and links to our store so that you can get that fancy mug or throw pillow that you always wanted. Because let's face it, we've always wanted a Flow Roll Podcast throw pillow. Also, we're on Instagram as The Flow Roll. As you know, this podcast is about movies and, uh, you know, just popular culture in general. So I really, really enjoyed talking to Enrique about his process, about making the movie, the things that happened during the movie. It, it was just really, really cool. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did because it was fun. As many of my listeners may know, the internet is not the most reliable where I'm at. So sometimes I lose the connection. Sometimes my kids turn on the microwave and it screws with the Wi-Fi in the house. So just be aware that whenever I throw one of these in, that means the internet went on the fritz. And that kind of happened quite a bit because the kids were making all kinds of stuff in the microwave today. With that said, on with the show. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez with my host or co-host, uh, not my cousin Dan. And today we have a special guest. Uh, writer, director, actor, stuntman, Enrique Guzman. Uh, Enrique, how you doing, bud? Excellent, excellent, man. Thank you for uh, inviting me to the floral. I, I appreciate this, man. It's been a while since we've spoken to each other, since we've seen each other. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Yeah, I think the last time we saw each other, we saw each other on the jiu-jitsu mats, man. We, we, I think uh, it was at Vienna yeah, Brothers. Uh, maybe a funeral, too. Maybe a funeral. Oh, no, you're right. The funeral. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah. That was unfortunate. Yeah, you're heartbreak. right. Ho- Hopefully, yeah. not somebody who died on the jujitsu mat. No, uh, our instructor, our head instructor. Um, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great Pedro Viana, man. Great, great human. Yeah, he had an unfortunate accident, and uh, uh, everybody, the whole uh, jujitsu community, especially in Chicago. They, they were there to support um but it was yeah. it was it was heartbreaking it was, it, was, heartbreaking. it was crazy it was like the who's who of jiu-jitsu in chicago yeah. like uh carlson gracie jr was there just a uh, lot of from, i don't know uh, rio de janeiro they, they came from brazil they came from new oh, york wow it was uh it was amazing to see but it was it was heartbreaking it was yeah heartbreaking. yeah the dude the dude is he's just like one of those guys he just lived life like hardcore right so yeah, he unfortunately passed away like uh, rock climbing, but it, you know it's savage. You know, oh. fucking just a savage, bro. Like no stopping that guy. Chicago yeah. cop too. He was he was running and gunning. He was a tough dude. Tough dude. Tough dude. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. So anyway, uh, so tell me about how you started uh, the whole thing with show business and acting. Like, did you start with stunts? Is that where you started? Where did you, how did this- well, I, I started as the, uh, as an advisor, uh, for these Chicago shows. I was a cop for 12 years. Um, 
and they just, you know, the Chicago PD shows, uh, Chicago Fire, they always had, um, you know, obviously they have uh, cop actor cops trying to trying to do their thing, and they just needed people to kind of oversee some things and and help out help out some of these extras that were acting as cops to to kind of keep them real. And that's, you know, I had a friend of mine that called me up and said, hey, would you mind on your time off coming over here? The writers, the whole environment, I instantly fell in love with it, instantly. And just moved on from there. Just uh, started taking classes on my own. Uh, the stunt side started with just, you know, running and falling. The whole jujitsu that we were just sp speaking about, that helped because I could take a fall, I could take a choke from one of these actors. Um, <laughs> just went out from there. Just went out from there. Huh? Snowballing so, from there. So that must have been really cool, man. So you show up and you're like, hey, man, that's not how you hold a gun, bro. That, don't, <laughs> don't, that, don't do that. Freeze. <laughs> Freeze. Don't move. Come over. No, 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 no. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the whole right, actually, so, so yeah, weird. tell me something. It was it was weird, but you know, it, it's something. It's something these people didn't know, and 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 I made it fun, and they kept calling me back to mm -hmm. to keep helping them, and that's how I went. So as a as a former police officer, and now a former police officer, and and I I was reading your bio. I'm hopefully I'm reading the right bio, but you were also in the Marines, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh yes, that's right. So as as a former police officer, former Marine. Now you're working in show business. When you watch cop shows on TV or cop movies or, or military movies, oh. like how much of it are you sitting there going, what, what the shit is this? And there's a Facebook community, right? There's a Facebook group based on this, you know, former military uh, police officers. Hey, what show did you watch? Did you see that last night? What were they thinking? What uniform are they doing? You know, some 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 productions they they take it uh, they take great pride in, in bringing real people to to kind of bring others. They just don't care. They'll Google, hey, how do they say this? Uh, how, what's the uniform? And they just move on with it. You know, yeah. so it just depends. but yeah, yeah, I cringe all the time. All the time, I cringe. Oh, I, but I, I always end up cringing because. Um, I was I was never in the military and I was never a police officer, but I bet I, I used to do competitive shooting, you know, so I've had oh, so several several kinds of training, you know, no combat training. Or right. Like that. But you watch these TV shows in the movie in these movies and like, you know, that they're working with they're, they're either working with like dummy guns mm -hmm. or or, you know, they're, or if they're real guns, the, the barrel right. plugged and they're, you know, set up to fire blanks. But you watch it and it's like people are walking around with their finger on the trigger. You know, they're just like like dangling the gun, you know, holding it, you know, or or like, you know, uh, what's always driven me crazy is, and again, speaking from ignorance, right. you always see like like in the shootouts, like the gangbangers are always like holding their hand out sideways and shooting okay. sideways. Yeah. Does that act, are, are they that? Oh, unfortunately, these gangbangers actually do shoot like that. They, uh, and it's because but, from movies. It's because yeah, from that's, movies. that's what I, because I'm, I'm willing to bet there was a point in time where they knew what they were doing and they didn't shoot like oh, that. And then they yeah, started yeah, seeing yeah. movies. That's, that's why so many bystanders get shot because these guys are shooting sideways. And it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's great for police officers, right? They don't yeah. get shot. But it's bad because unfortunately bystanders get shot because these guys are shooting, yeah. you know, they're, they're all guys. They're shooting while they're running. They're shooting, oh, they're shooting holding a gun. It's just like that. They, they might as well just be yeah. throwing 
you know, rocks. Oh, yeah. Rocks, yeah. I mean, you may as well, or, or just throw the bullets, throw the bullets, throw yeah. the gun. That, you yeah, do a better job with yeah. it, you know? Yeah, the target's the safest thing on the street when it comes to those dummies. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see a gun in the street with a gangbanger, you'd be like, hey, shoot me, shoot me. Right, right. Aim what? at me. Right <laughs> 100% they won't hit you. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, I feel like, like this is bad advice. Yeah, no, don't do that. Please, <laughs> like, listeners, please don't don't tell a gangbanger to shoot. Please don't <laughs> don't go seeking out gangbangers and asking them to aim at you. That's yeah, <laughs> unwise, unwise. Yeah, that is our disclaimer right there, please. Uh, but uh, so anyway, so then you start you start with the advising, and then they pull you in and be like, "Hey, do you want to do a stunt or do you you want a speaking role? Like, which one came first? Uh, the acting side. So, okay. you know, I fell in love with it and I was like, wow, I need to do this. Um, so I took some classes. Um, I joined an agency, which I'm, I'm still with her for six years now. Uh, Michelle Hayes, I hate talent. She's great. And then I started auditioning for the Chicago shows. And, and the most, the weirdest part, right? I've been a cop for 12 years. I've, I've gotten to auditions to be a cop, but I never get it for some reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I know what I'm doing, but yeah, it's, like, no, it's not what you, you look like, like a bad guy. So, <laughs> you know, mobster roles, which is great because I love playing a bad guy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just so funny that, you know, I, I know the copper, but I can never get one. Not, not <laughs> one. I've never gotten one whatsoever. That's... So I do that and, and I fall in love with acting. And then I see, you know, when, in these, in this, and doing filming, you know, I, I get, I, especially in these fighting roles that I get, you know, oh, you're an actor. We don't want you to get hurt. We got a guy that looks just like he's going to fight. And I'm like, but I could do that for real. Wait, you got guys that do this? <laughs> and that's how I got introduced to stunts. I was like, okay, who are these guys? And, and that's yeah. how I started, you know, moving my way in there. Man. Oh, that's cool. So you, you're like uh, Chicago's very own Arlie Ermey. Oh, basically that would be awesome because that's be how awesome. he got that's how he got into it yes he was yes, he was uh like a uh advisor a set advisor mm-hmm. and, and they found out real real quick hey we need this guy to play yeah. that role yeah yeah absolutely. exactly absolutely i love that movie i love that movie it's just so crazy that they look at you and they're like yeah man i don't believe that you're a cop right oh, <laughs> they, told me, they told me straight I, one time i had to pull out my badge wow you're real well, you got tattoos and you just look me I'm, I'm, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, nope. it's funny because you're like the nicest guy, bro. Right, right. You're right, like, right. I like, I mean, it's always like a fun hanging out with you. Like you're always joking and stuff. And it's just like, I can't believe that they wouldn't believe that you could be a good guy. Like they, it's just like, it, it is how a little silly how that, I mean, not to, not to diss the industry, but it is a little silly how they, how they kind of like perceive you a certain way and you're totally not, not that, but I mean, that's what acting's all about. Right. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I learned to enjoy that. I really did to learn to enjoy that. So, so you know, now like straight up playing yourself probably wouldn't be that fun. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? no, 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 no. Having a character that you can get it, into. Right. It's a, yeah. It's just like Edgar was saying, you know, I'm, I'm usually real mellow. I like to mm-hmm. laugh and make fun, but no, I haven't gotten a chance to play that yet. Although I do get the sense that if you got on the wrong side, somebody got on the wrong side of you. Oh, absolutely. It, it wouldn't Especially be so having friendly. kids. Edgar knows, you know, he had, having kids too, you know, I, something happens is a wrap, you know, you go from zero to a hundred real quick. 
Oh man. You know, it was funny because before I had kids, I was just like, you know, I, I would see a kid doing something messed up and I'd be like, Hey, Hey, don't do that. And then they'll do it anyway. But like, eh, it's okay. But right. now like, like when my kid was in the playground and I saw some kids, they were, they were on the playground, they were on the slide, they were going down the slide, but then they jumped on top of the play set and jumping down onto the slide. My daughter was underneath him. I was like, oh. Hey, you, you get the, get the hell. I'll start tripping these. I'll trip these kids. Yeah, hell yeah. Now it's completely different. I'm just like, oh, my babies. Stay away from my babies. You know, I get all. I'm a little different. I've always been like a little more harsh with my boy than I I don't know where that comes from. But like, I I don't know. Like, I have a lot less patience for him than for other kids. Oh, man. But I think I think it's I think it's that's not really the right way. It's like. Like when I see him doing something stupid, I'm a lot more ready to step up and tell him he's doing something stupid okay. than I am to confront other kids, you know? All right. It's your kid. You, you got to. You got to. So it says here that you actually did play an officer, though. You played Officer Cruz in a short in a movie called Rock City Police. Oh, that was a short. That was a Yeah, but then I played a crooked cop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still a bad guy. <laughs> I a crooked, I was a narcotics officer. Yup, I was buying blow, selling blow, doing blow. I did. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I got excited when I got to. I read the script. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna play up. Okay, okay, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, how many times? Also, like, you got like an awesome like like library of characters you played. You played a, a cro- you played a cop, you played a crime boss, you played thug number two in Chicago Fire. It's just sure. like you thug played number bodyguard. Two. Yeah. Bodyguard. You played a coyote. Coyote, like, yeah, played a coyote, yeah. I was just like, this guy played a coyote. Holy shit. Like, so it must have been so fun to like play all these different characters, man. It, it was, it always is. It, it always is. It's, it's always, you know, it's, it's so it's a different, you know, you get to play something different, you know, act all completely different and then go home and, and be yourself. It's great. It's great. It's like being, it's, to me, it's like being in school because I'm always learning. I'm always trying to learn what, what the camera guy's doing and why they're over here, why are they over there? What a director wants to shot like this. I'm always, I try to learn every, every time I'm on set, no matter what I'm trying to learn. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I think that's the spirit you should have, right? When it comes to something right. like this, is just a continuously trying to learn. I mean, that's kind of like what we go through with the podcast. But Absolutely. so um, another question I have for you. Um, you've done some big movies, right? Or some feature length movies. Mm-hmm. What was the experience like on, on those sets and stuff like that? Was it... A lot of people, different de- depends on, on the people. So, I, so I've done so I've done small small productions, right? Uh-huh. Where there's a ton of people, ton of people, right? And then um I, like Death Wish, the, where I beat up Bruce Willis. I go there, I'm thinking, holy hell, it's gonna be a bazillion people. No, there was you know 10 people around if that. I'm like, this is <laughs> at least an $18 million movie. Well, all right, let, let's roll with it. Yeah. And it was just relaxing, you know, no, no pressure. Oh, it was great. So it, it just depends on the production, how many <laughs> on, on people, you know, they needing somebody to do something in, at, at every second. Or people have just been working with each other so many years, they know what they're doing. They only need those people on set. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, they want you to be nice and calm and relaxed when it's time to beat up Bruce Willis. Is- when it's time to beat up Bruce Willis. <laughs> they want you to go into that just nice and chill. Absolutely. And that was one that's uh that movie was great because you know it had some fighting in it. And again, I had a stunt, a stunt uh double for that, right? So I'm like, oh man, but I can do this. I want to fight Bruce Willis. I don't want to fight Bruce Willis. Yeah. Luckily, you know, uh the director Eli Roth, which is awesome. You know, after we do the shot, he's like, cut, all right, bring the stunt double. And then here I go, moving away, and I'm all pouting in the corner because I want to punch Bruce Willis. Um, <laughs> the guy's doing his thing. And then Eli Roth talks to me. He's like, I, I, you know, do you know how to punch? I was like, well, of course I know how to punch. This is my right. Right, because I can't I can't really go out there and be like, man, I'm, I, I could do this guy's job because I'm taking somebody else's job. I hear you. Um, yeah. So I got to respect that, right? But the yeah. guy's already there. He's already getting paid. So that's cool. So as soon as Eli Ross said, yeah, yeah, asked me, I was, yeah, I could do that. So why don't you try it? Let me see how that looks. And that's, you know, I started going hamon on him and um, it worked out. It worked out. I got to punch Bruce Willis, you know, even though I, you know, I was very careful, I was very careful. And he had his stunt double too. So I got to punch him for real. Um, and he, even Bruce Willis, he was, I guess his stunt double him been working with each other for 20 years. Pull me to the side. He's like, hey, Enrique, I'll give you five thousand dollars cash if you actually break my stunt double's ribs. <laughs> what? what? I'm looking at Bruce Willis like, don't play, don't you play with me? I will practice good, just do the ribs. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. No, he was great. Uh... To, he was great to work with. No, he was great so to work with. we have it. We're talking about the movie uh, Death Wish came out in 2018, right? Mm. That's what. Yeah, that was- <laughs> that's awesome. That's, <laughs> that must have been crazy. So, like, you knew he was playing around, so, right? Like, when he well, told you I, that? I, I, you know, it's, I didn't have too much, man, because, it, it, right, people in the industry, I knew I was going to work with him, so I'm asking around, and some people are like, I heard he's a dick, you know, he doesn't like to talk to people. So now I'm coming, going on set, like, man, I can't, how you doing, Mr. Willis? You know, pleasure working with you. And then we're off to our sites, uh, you know, reading our script and rehearsing. And then we do a couple scenes and, you know, I'm leave, giving him his space. And then he comes and talks to me super cool, laughing. I'm like, maybe he had a bad day with, with that other. Pr- I don't know, man. He was uh-huh. great. He was great with me. He was, and, and I come on, Die Hard, are you John McClane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I, I lost my mind working with him. I really did. Oh, that must have been awesome. It was great. It was great. So now, so you know how to fight for real. Like we mm-hmm. kind of established that. How do you learn? the stunt fighting aspect of it. How do you learn to throw a punch without throwing a punch? You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's, I see it as uh, almost as sparring, right? Uh, well, Edgar knows, right? When we, uh, in jiu-jitsu, right? We, we spar just enough not to hurt the person, right? Yeah. Um, and you got to be able to trust your, your partner, right? Mm. But here in, the, in Chicago, the stunt community, they, they train with each other weekly. Um, so we know what we could do. We know, you know how far we can get. You know what punches we could eat and where we could eat them, um, and how far we could take it. So it's not like uh, it's not like uh, acting that we you know usually we meet our the actors that we're gonna be playing with on set the day of. When it comes to stunts, uh, we rehearse, we look at the script. This is what we're gonna, and we have at least a week to train and work with it and work out the kinks. And and the day of, we're ready to go. Plus, we're wearing pads. You know, we're wearing all kind of pads all over our bodies. So yeah. really or falling, even getting hit by a car is not that bad. I don't like jumping off of buildings yet. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, but I'll I'll take a, a hit with a car. 
every every now and then. That's I feel like that's reasonable. I don't like jumping <laughs> off of buildings. Is oh. is pretty reasonable. <laughs> I think so. this doesn't seem right to me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, call me wimpy. I think hitting hitting getting hit by car is just not not for me either. I thought about that right, but it's, <laughs> it goes. It's about five miles an hour. They just speed it up in film. They just speed it up. Uh, so it looks like you're. Yeah, I had to ask that question. I was like, how fast is this guy going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know See, about my reflex, but like, no, they had to break it down to me. No, we're going about five miles an hour, and then you just fall. I was like, oh, I could do that all day. Let's <laughs> See, there's a difference. There's a difference between getting hit by a car and jumping off a building. You know, getting oh, hit by a car, that can happen. Jumping off a building. Somebody hmm. built that building so that you could stand on it to keep you from falling. Somebody right. put it specifically so that you wouldn't fall. And now you're supposed to fall. It's, it's not right. Yeah, no, it, it isn't. So it isn't. I, I have to ask, I have to ask when they get you the stunt double and they're like, okay, this is good. This is the Enrique number two. He's going <laughs> to take your place. Now, when you look at him, you're like, damn, that motherfucker looks like me. Or do you are like, wait a minute. Do these people, do these people think I look like that? The oh, order. it's happened before. Yo, they hired a white guy, a white oh, guy, and they put a cat, right? They put a oh man, like, what in the world is going? On? Hey, but you know, it is what it is, man. The magic of a film world, right? Right? They they'll change yeah. it in post. I haven't, but yeah, there's been some tons of my like, goodness. Or oh, I seen some <laughs> women playing men, men playing women. Get out of here! It's like really, y'all couldn't find any like a man to play this, you know, or this woman to play. Uh, Whatever it is, what it is, man. They make wow. it work. Make yeah, it work. They make it work. They make it work for sure. But I mean, I, I mean, there must have been a couple of times when you got on set. It's just like, damn, this guy looks better than me. You know, <laughs> like it's been one, one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's for real. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is like he's gonna make me look fly. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, absolutely. I was like, okay, I don't look buff. I don't look real buff on TV. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about about this movie, man. So, first of all, it's called uh, Risper, Risper, right? Risper, yes. and it's it's on YouTube right now. Correct. How Correct. like this is not the first movie you've written. This is this is the second. This is the first movie that I've written completely from start to finish. Okay, and and I've I'm I put it into production. I directed it, and I've helped um, co-write other other short films. Uh, but this is the first one that I, I wrote hundred uh, percent from start to finish. And I was able to produce it and write it and direct it. Mm. So um, I'm going to get real nerdy on this because I went to film school no. and I think uh, I know stuff. <laughs> so um, start from, from the very top, like where did you come up with this idea? How long have you been having this idea in your pocket? Ooh. So, well, now the movie's out, so I could talk about it in, in direction, right? People, <laughs> The first thing people ask me is Risper. Where do you get Risper from? Or where, you know, first I thought of, I wanted to make, one, I wanted to make this movie and I wanted to, to have a different name. I didn't want to call it Silence or No Alice or Callate, right? I wanted something to, to catch people right away. Um, and I, I, knew, I knew I wanted to do this, or at least I saw this as a film uh, when I was like 18, 19 in the Marine Corps because I met up uh, a soldier, a friend of mine, that he used to take these pills. And after like three months of knowing him, I was like, yo, what, what are you taking? He's like, oh, these are my Risper pills. I'm like, what are they for? He's like, oh, it's Risperdal. It, it controls 
you know, some of the crazy I have in my head. I hear whispers. If I don't take these pills, I, I start, start hearing whispers in my ears to make me do stuff. And I was like, yo, one, you're crazy, dog. You're crazy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, it runs in the family. My sister has it. My mom has it. Holy so, yeah. Shit. And I was like, man, that would be a-. back then when I wasn't even thinking about film. I was like, man, this would be a cool movie. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward to now, you know, writing different things and, and I'm, I'm thinking of directing. I'm like, what can I direct? I was like, I think I could, I could do this. So I kind of wrote this with him in mind. And uh, I called the Risper, you know, short for the Risperdal medication he takes. That's crazy, bro. So it's, mm. it's hereditary. So everybody can have it in the right. family. In the family. Yeah. I, I guess from what I gather, you know, it is, you know, it's the same. It, you can it, pass it down to your yeah. children. It can be. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. Right. You know, it's like any any kind of uh, mental illness. You know, mm-hmm. it, it can yeah. just be spontaneous. It could be hereditary. You know, any of that. So that explains the not to give too much away, but I mean, people. I, I'm assuming people are going to watch this movie before they let's go just call it the twist ending. The twist yeah. ending. Well, yeah, there's there's a few twists in there, but yeah, that's that's. Yeah, that's the gist of it. Yeah, because yeah, the sister has it, too. And I'm like, what happened here? So I thought it was like some kind of supernatural thing at that point, because I was like, is it jumping? Is it jumping bodies like, oh, shit, you know, like like that's what I thought. <laughs> jumping by. Well, you know, I've had hours of conversation with different people on how they took it or how, when they first saw it, they didn't catch it. They had to watch it the second time. And it's only a six and a half minute short. And yeah. I wanted to keep yeah. it. I wanted it to keep it short but I wanted to throw a lot of things at people right away. So they could be like, yo, let me watch this again. What did I miss? Oh, I caught yeah. that. Or, you know, I have people that already have the backstory or, you know, what happened and what happened before that and what's going to happen next. What, what are the directions that these guys are going? Um, which is great. That's what I want. I wanted people to, to have their own little views on, on how the movie was going to go. Yeah. That's awesome. So like, so then when you sat down to write this, how long ago did you write it? And how, how long did it take you to write it? It's about, it took me about six months. It was, I did about 39 uh, redos, I guess. <laughs> Just writing and tweaking. You know, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to tell the story that sort of makes sense and not confuse too many people. And I think the, my first few, uh, whatever, whatever you call it. Drafts. Uh, drafts were a little confusing. I let my girlfriend read it. She's like, ah, you know, my girlfriend's a doctor. So she kind of helped with that. With oh, great. Right. Um, she helped it's, it's good that. to be surrounded by people who are smarter than you. Yeah, yeah. All the time. I'm, I'm surrounded by that, those people all the time. That's why I have Dan on. <laughs> that's that's why I keep him around. <laughs> that's why, and that's why I say we're in trouble. <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, it was about 39 drafts that I did until I finalized this. To, uh, picked up the actors that I wanted to work with. Um, had to explain to them the story because they were a little confused like, what wait a minute but what's uh-huh. and then they got it when they got it they're like oh, okay oh okay we're in we're in yeah and it's short so you don't have a lot of room for uh expository right you don't have a, a, a place to explain yeah but exposition. that makes it punchy right that's yeah. what yes. gives it the punches is that it's 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 crisp it's real short and if it if there was more to it you, you know you'd start to piece stuff together and see it coming you, Correct. See, and, and just like not to get too far down this road, but like in terms of like story, there is so much more there, bro. Like I oh, said, I, I sat there, I sat there and I was just like, this, there could be more to this movie. This movie could mm-hmm. be a feature length. Like, like absolutely. I wanted, I wanted more. More. Is, oh, is there, 
is there part of you that that thinks of it in terms like this is proof of concept? It is. So you know, everything I've written, right? Everything I've written, I've written with a feature in mind, either a feature mm-hmm. or episodes, right? Depending, especially depending on, on on what the audience, what I get from the audience that that's seen it. And, you know, from now, from whatever, everybody wants to know what, what happened before, what happened next, what's going to happen. And so far, we're, I think we're going to do like a four part, you know, episode now just to throw parts uh-huh. what happened before and two two episodes after that just to see what happened then piece it together at the end so you're gonna make it you're gonna make it like a short series on, on like a short series yeah on youtube and stuff yeah and they send out well, this one that we just did uh, like we spent yesterday and most of this weekend sending it out to festivals we're gonna send mm-hmm. that out and uh, uh once it hits march april we're gonna start doing the other episodes just to kind of piece it together for people nice so then what did you shoot on just out of curiosity, what kind the of camera? What, yeah, what kind of camera did you use? <laughs> it was like this. <laughs> it no had idea. a lens. Yeah, I know it was a six K. I, I can't even tell you, man. I, I mean, when it comes to camera work, I don't even know how to turn on a camera like that. Yeah, but was, all I knew was six K. Uh-huh. Uh, you can. Uh, that's as far as I know. <laughs> I see. I see something on in the notes, but I didn't know. I didn't understand it. It said Black Magic, and I don't know. Black Magic 6K. I don't know what that is. I was just wondering, like, okay. is it digital? Is it film? Is it like, like what kind of stuff you were using? Well, I know it's digital. Uh-huh. And the Black Magic camera, that's, I mean, that's what short filmmakers usually use, especially in Chicago. Um, that's as far as I know. Okay. Okay. So then, like, you, I mean, that's why you have camera people, right? You have yeah, absolutely. People. Yeah. They handle yeah. all the technical stuff. They do all the yeah. editing. Did you set with the editor or did the editor just go free reign and edit it himself? Oh, no, no, no. The editor, he's, he's one of my best friends. So I, I spoke to him before the film even, even started. Uh, and I told him the, you know, I gave him the shots that I wanted. And he's a, he's a director too. So he kind of told me what to tell uh, my DP on the shots to take. Mm. And we already we already spoke on how to how to break it down. He had his suggestions. Um, he the the ending was a little because he was confused about the ending too. He didn't think the lady in the back, you know, in the in the car was the same sister. He just he was so focused on the movie. He totally like wow, holy crap! I didn't know the sister was gonna be like that because that that ending I put it in the day of shooting. So I. I at first, I totally ended the movie right when he, when the dude kind of looked back at himself, uh-huh. the crazy stuff, and that's how I was gonna end it. The day that the day of the shooting, I added the the ending ending that was that was now imposed. See, that was, know, was that was a spur of a moment inspiration. That was I was just like, man, wouldn't it be cool if the sister was was in it too? So yeah, it was Bro. like, let's go outside to get in the car, put in. The, I think she wore this sweater. I said, put this sweater. You got a hat in the back seat. Put a hat on, and let's you know, let's do that. Let's see how that looks in editing. And, you know, my editor ran with it. He was like, yo, yo, this ending, yo, yo. Yeah. That's was, what really hit people too. That, so that ending, yeah. that was fan- that's a fantastic little piece of inspiration, bro. I yeah. mean, because you absolutely don't expect to see that coming. That was, yeah. a, that was a good move on your part, bro. Good move. Oh, and I did, and at 39 drafts, I didn't think of that to that very end, to the very end, the, the end shot. I was I we're not done yet. Let's go outside real quick. Grab, grab the camera, get in the car linear and run with it. She didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. She loved it. She loved everybody. Everybody just enjoyed that part. That like, part. Okay. That was fantastic. That was great. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. So then, so that, that scene in the kitchen where you have, 
you have you know the the the, the guy himself the, the main mm-hmm. the lead and that figment of his imagination do you want to tell us like what's going on there like do you want to tell us like okay this is one of his homies from back in the day or is he a complete complete he's, he's completely in his head right so so angel, angel perez that's the actor that plays you know the, and he's never he's never had any you know uh role where he's speaking he's never done anything like this yeah i i just love this look he has a little sad puppy eyes look and i was like just and just Trust me, you're gonna do great in this. And he was great in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wanted him, you know, because he needed to play two parts in this. I wanted him to be confident, you know, and and really the the bald guy who was played by Danny Villegas, Angel. He uh, it's just his 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 persona where he feels comfortable and, and more, you know, I, I could do this. He's more confident. That's his confident self. Um, that's how I wanted to play it. And then he turns around once he turns the corner and meets uh, Aaron to go out. That's his mm-hmm. off meds. He has issues. Obviously, he hasn't he hasn't taken his medication. So it was it was great to play. And I mean, it says the the way that you kind of put that together, where it opens up and he's so polished and and you know just well put together, mm-hmm. you know. And then it flips to that in instantaneously. And it's a little disorienting because you're like, what the hell just happened? Right. But um, right. I mean, it's, it sets the tone in so many ways of it's not just that this guy sees people and hears people that aren't there. It's, it's that he has a completely different idea of what's going on with him and the world around him than what's actually in there. Itself. You know, he has a completely different image of, right. of himself than what the world sees. It's, it, it's a, really well done yeah it was great i mean thank you it, it was it, it very really, good you know again like in the like it's a short real crisp real short piece and there's so much that you manage to tell without exposition there's so much that you manage to get across without there being any exposition at all it's uh, uh, beautiful yeah thank you thank you thank you because it, it was uh it was a little complicated to shoot right it's my first time directing and on top of that, it's a film with, with different twists that's that short. And we had to film backwards. Yeah. Right? Because I, the guy had a beard. And we had to oh, shoot off. Right. And then right. shave to do the. And, you know, I, I did. It was it was a lot for the first time. Because even the direct, the actors were like, well, what are we shooting for? Why are we? So we got to shoot it like this because he has a beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was a bit confusing. I mean, it was a one day shoot. We shot all this. Oh, what happened? Uh-oh. <laughs> we just lost our guest. <laughs> uh, did your kids go over there to make some popcorn? I think my kids ran over there and made popcorn at his house. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man, that's my bad, bro. No worries, bro. Howdy. My mom just kept calling and calling. I'm like, oh, how are you doing? <laughs> She's like, ¿Qué pasó con mijo? Mijo no quiere responder. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm in a meeting. Yo, that's how Latin, Latin moms are, bro. You don't respond, bro. Something's wrong. Bro, but I always call it like around nine, ten o'clock in the morning. She says, you haven't called me. I was like, oh my God, mom, I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> She's like, I'm running over there right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I'm at my but yes, right now. 
I'm running over there. We were talking. Yeah, I, I had to shoot the movie backwards, and mm-hmm. and that was that was a little uh, a little confusing even for me because the script. You know, I saw a few things that I missed, and it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience. Well, sure, that is fantastic. Sure. That that you had to kind of shoot out of order like that. I mean, that's just one of the things that you face when it when it comes to like uh, movie right. making. At least from what I hear, I don't make movies, but well, oh, absolutely, I, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Um, not that I was really looking for anything, but I mean, I didn't see any like continuity errors or anything like that. No. So, you know, good job. The cool. music was great too. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh no. Let me get to tell you the music. So the, the day we released it on a Monday, right? So Sunday, the Sunday before we got the right. We had to get that music from uh, the editor, got it from an app from somebody and the guy charges like 20 bucks, right? To, to, uh-huh. to For the copyright, right? Let me see the movie afterwards. So we send the movies like, no, no, no. You guys are going to have to pay me more. Give me, you know, $500, $800 for, you know, to play my music. So we're like, bro, right? And my editor, Puerto Rican as he is, he was like, now nah, we're good. Cut that music off. And we ended up finding something even better. Uh-huh. And then the guy, let me see the movie. And here we go again. Damn. <laughs> Yo, he's like, man, he's like, just give me 20 bucks to send the paper to get all the copyright over. It's yours, man. That's awesome. I'm glad that you guys want to have my music in this. It looks awesome. And it worked out better. The music in it, it was better than, than we had before. But yeah. it's just another hurdle we had to jump through when somebody said, yeah, you use my music in your little short film. And then when he sees it, he's like, yo, no, 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 no. You got to pay me more for it. Come on, man. You can't do that, man. If that's you, horrible. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But it I mean, that, that's show business, right? Like, like I've said a couple of, of other times on, on other episodes that we talked about, it. like, I hate to say it and I hate to know that it's true, but like working in the private sector is like, like just working for a traditional company, mm-hmm. way more honest. You work with people that have more integrity is like way more, you, you, you run into way less of this kind of bullshit than Absolutely. you do. Like, and, and you, you think it would be opposite because it's like, you're working with creative people and, you know, there should be a sense right. of community and stuff. No, no, it's cutthroat. But, uh, uh, you know, what, all this stuff that, that you've been talking about, I think it's an, in, an important point because look at how uh, all the stuff that you brought up, look at how much work went into shooting a six minute movie, right? Like, let's talk work. about that. You know, like, like how long did from, from, first draft through the 39th draft to uh, casting and shooting and doing, uh, doing post and editing it together, getting the music. And, you know, how long was it from the, the first draft you wrote to finished product? Because I think there are a lot of people who assume this stuff is easy and quick. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, absolutely not. It's, it's, the whole thing was about a year, really. The whole thing was... Mm-hmm. Ed- we, we actually shot this movie with another actor before, uh, about a month ago. Um, and uh, the main character, uh, Kevin, it, it was played by another actor. And he showed up on set and he just said, I have two hours of my time that I could give you because I have to take a flight to L.A. Um, and he didn't, he didn't tell me this all the way up to half an hour before he got on set. Yeah, I, I think I think an interesting uh, point that you're making. I think an I think an interesting point that you're kind of making here is there's there's a certain amount of honesty and kind of honor that you have to kind of absolutely be yeah be responsible for, and things like hey you know what 
you know, I'm not going to be able to be in your movie because I'm going to leave to LA. It's something you don't tell the fucking guy the day on of. the day, yeah, the day of shooting, hour, yeah, half, yeah, half right. an hour before. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's about it's about be it's about sticking to your word. And the same thing but, with the with the guy with the music. It's just like, hey, you know, I gave you this twenty dollars. You know what? I screwed up. My, my bad. Yeah. But you keep it for twenty dollars. Ordinarily, right. for something like right. this, I charge more. But Right. You know, I said $20, that's what we agreed on, you keep it. Like, that's what should have happened, you know? Well, absolutely, absolutely. But, it, you know, we just keep keep trucking. Like, mm. Keep trucking, keep yeah. trucking. You know, you have all these other guys, you have all these other actors that were ready. You know, they were on set and they were like, you know, let us know when and we'll, we'll come back again with a great attitude. And it, it, it worked yeah. out for the best. It worked out for the best. That's that's what you and, want, man. And that's- Yeah. And like the, the music guy, I mean, screw that guy. What a oh, yeah. dick, you know, but the uh, the actor, it's almost like, especially, you know, working as an actor right now that you almost kind of have to have a, like a little bit of, of, of empathy on his side, like because sometimes those opportunities come up. And you, you, you know, you, you got to take it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it. it's, it's shitty in this situation. Like it, it was shitty to do and it was shitty to drop on you on the day of. But at the same time, I mean, hell, I mean, you, I don't know if you've had it happen, but, you know, I used to have it happen to me all the time when I was doing stand up where it's like sometimes you get four hours notice that you got to be somewhere and, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a big gig. And like it would be kind of a mistake to miss it, you know. Right. Right. Of course. Of course. But but it shouldn't be that way. Like, but that's that's kind of getting back to like just the cutthroat nature of it is of show business is you got to be ready for it yeah we got to be, gotta be an it. opportunist and you you know sometimes that means people get screwed yeah well the other and thing most, too, of the, most of the time it means people get screwed well for example like the other thing though the, the people that show up the people that do the things the the you know whether it's day night rain or shine those are exceptional people oh absolutely you absolutely know? All the other yeah, people that fail right. on you, that you know, bail on you, that that flake on you, mm-hmm. they're just regular people. And the people they, they are, they are. Yeah. And, and with with this industry, especially, you know, it's such a small industry, and and everybody knows everybody, right? Mm. Uh, and and word gets around. Hey, have you worked with this guy? Yeah, I have. But unfortunately, he bailed on me to go watch a premiere in LA to go watch a movie, right? Um, Oh, oh, I, I retract what I just said about having it. I went to watch <laughs> right. a premiere. It wasn't for like an audition or, or. No, 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 not at all. It was oh, dude, no. In LA. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it happened. But again, after that, uh, you know, people have asked me, hey, whatever happened to this guy? I thought he was supposed to be in the film. And I, I if you ask, I'm going to give you the business. Well, this is what happened. They're like, oh, we're not working with that guy either. You know, it, see, that's it. And it happens. It's happened already, you know, because I, you know, I, I put up a poster with all the actors and now it's completely switched and people inbox me. Yo, what happened with this actor? I thought he was in the movie. I was like, well, you know, unfortunately bailed on me the day of. He was like, whoa, wow, wow. Oh, no, we're not working with that guy. You know, it's, it's a small community of people um, and everybody knows everybody, not physically, but, you know, they've heard of him. They've heard how, he, how the person worked, how is he on set? You know, are they respectful? You know, are they rude? You know, it's it's a smart community. You know, that that's a good point that you're making. You made you made posters, whether it's digital yeah, or right. full fledged printed posters. That's time. That's money. Oh, absolutely. Well, and this guy just you wasted gotta, your money, and you're a small time small time guy. 
right. with, the, with the with the that that hurts, man. Oh, like, it does. It, yeah. It's, I mean, that's the kind of thing that could kill a project. So it's it's kind of amazing oh. that you that you made it through to the end. You know, I, I'm not even got a completed I, piece. It, it put me in a mood. I didn't want to do the, the film. I didn't want to finish it. Luckily, all these other actors, they, they kept, I don't know if they got together or what, but one day they hit me up one by one. We're ready. We don't care what happened. We're ready to do it again. Enrique, please shoot it. We love this film. Let's, let's you know, find the oh. actor. So I was, because I was ready to, yeah. I'm, not doing this. I'm not doing this. Um, but yeah, it took my time. I found Angel who mm-hmm. plays the lead and, and it turned out beautiful. Bro, when you have a crew like that, that's got your back yeah. like that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro, you that's those are that's a team of keepers, bro. Oh, it is, it is because I mean, I was ready to rear neck naked choke this dude. I <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was dude, get out, get out. Uh, okay, you gotta go, get out of here. Get, get on your plane, or you're gonna go home with a broken body part. <laughs> it was just like that. It was, it was yeah, tension. It was, just, and I gave him the business. I was like, get out of here, bro. Just get out of here, bro. Oh, he fucked your day up though, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, he fucked the whole production. He fucked the he whole did. production. You know, it's yeah. not just a matter of you fucked this one day. It's you're the fucking leading man, you know? Oh, the leading man. That's like the worst guy to like to, to bail on you. Yeah. But it's things that happened. And it happened, you know, it worked out. It worked out. It worked out for the better because the, the guy you got, I think, works better. Everything oh. works better. You're, you're you're better off. Oh well, yeah. and the 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 guy you've got that I mean, the transition between clean cut and scroungy, I mean, it could it's so good because it, it could be two completely different guys almost. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah, it, that that movie is a good movie, bro. I think you need to make more. Like you need to. What's I'm the next? To- What's the next project? Are you going to make a, a two to this or are you going to? So, so, uh, so my thing with, the, with directing, right? I, you know, I have a series of, you know, I have a three or four shorts that I have because I, I have, you know, I have a movie in the words called My Brother's Keeper. Now, all Latino cast. Um, Beautiful. You know, it's, a, it's a full 120 page film, um, which, again, I, I started to shoot a year and a half ago. And, and my DP, man, he just he was very rude to my, all my actors and I fired him uh, and that, and <laughs> to top it all off, he wouldn't give me my film. He's like, give me $2,000 and I give you your film. So again, I have to go to his house with a baseball bat to get my <laughs> film. Man, <laughs> you know, it's, it's insane. So I was like, okay, let me do this right. You know, let me direct this right. Let me, let me do a few shorts to kind of work out the kinks that I need to work with. And um, then in the summertime, I shoot this, you know, My Brother's Keeper, which is really my baby, the, 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 mm. the film that I want to that I want to really, really make. OK, so can you I, I don't want I don't want to force you to tell no. me what it is, but you want to tell no. us a little bit about it or. Is right, that- no, it's it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's five five actors. Uh, they, it's them growing. It's going to start with them grow, um, meeting each other when they were younger, like grade school. Uh, and then fast forward now, you know, to 20 years later, you know, they're living their life and, you know, something tragic happens to, to one of their family members. And, and now they got to get together to, to fix it, to fix it. Um, and these are people that, that stood together, you know, it, it's based on friends that I've got that I've known and, and we're still close, very close to each other. And something really happens, you know, we're there for each other. As, people trying to call me over here. No. Uh, okay. 
is it mom again? I don't know. Most likely. <laughs> that's too funny. Oh man. So that's dope, bro. So it's 120, so maybe hundred, maybe an hour, um, maybe 120 minutes, right? Because that's well, yeah, what they that's say. A, it's, that's a feature. It's a feature length movie. And so it's gonna be all Latino cast. All Latino cast, all Latino cast. Do you have room for one fat white stunt? <laughs> we'll, we'll, put, we'll put them in there. 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 Put them in there. There you go. But but I look at the script every so often. I add and delete some things. But but I'm gonna be ready for it. But um, what's next is gonna be you know a few more episodes of Risper to kind of finalize mm -hmm. that story for, for people. I already have it written, so it, it should be it shouldn't be that bad. Okay, so how soon are we gonna see the rest of this? Ooh. So March we're gonna, we're gonna okay. I give you this March we're gonna shoot uh, what happened when in the beginning when the whole fighting stabbing these guys they ended up. Uh, um, coming up to uh these gang bangers that's gonna be the first one we're gonna do and then the cuts what's gonna happen when what happened with the girl when she not went out uh, -huh. uh and then what happened with with aaron and kevin when they went out see and then finish it all together oh, already that's, so it's that, gonna be gonna that's, be cool. that's dope bro that's dope so then okay so you got like a little anth anthology here a whisper anthology that's very cool like, I mean, you can keep going. Like, you can, like... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You can, you can make a whole, like, eight episodes of this thing. Oh, absolutely. I'm just going to keep keep doing them and, and keep getting, um, you know, see what the audience thinks or wants and, and go with it. Go. That's the mm -hmm. great thing about film. You just keep going. Keep going. Film is forever. Yeah, for real. So then, okay, so going back to My Brother's Keeper, mm -hmm. when are you thinking of shooting that? That's in the summer. That's oh, in the uh, summer? I picture all this in, in the summer. So March, April, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, I'm thinking it's going to be like a three-month shoot, three, four-month shoot. And um, is, is that in Chicago, Indiana? It's going to be all Chicago. No, we're going to do this all in Chicago, all in Chicago. A any any particular area in Chicago? Uh, Humble Park. It's going to be all Humble Park area. Nice. All nice. Park. Yeah. That's beautiful, so, bro. I, and feel free to tell me to fuck off or ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm i i'd like to know and i'm willing to bet there are probably a lot of filmmakers out there that like to know you know how are you funding these projects oh all of my is this own. all out of pocket this is all out of pocket for me uh and it's, a lot of these actors you know they, they put in they they want to put in you know i i have uh my my director my editor Raul Colon, who's who's been with me since the beginning i've been with him since the beginning and this is all on us. We, you know, especially now since COVID, a lot of things, a lot of productions shut down. Sure. Um, so we just want to make film. We want to make awesome film. And, and for reals, for the, these actors to have great content for themselves to send out to people. Yeah. So they'll help out as much, you know, you know, not even money, but just, hey, do this scene in my house. Do this scene in my car. Do this scene in my garage. You know, they help out in such great great ways you know people are out there ready as, as you know it, it all comes down to reputation too people especially now after seeing this film people okay he could put a film together and make me look good i want yeah. to part of it. so they'll jump in and they'll help out it's, it's been great so it's great. it's interesting to hear so you got you got you got whisper you got my not my my not my i was gonna say not my cousin dan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
my not my brother. Well, is it my brother's keeper or not my brother's keeper? Not my brother. My my brother's keeper. My, my brother's. Brother. I'm just throwing that knot and everything. <laughs> okay. I've changed the name so many times. I changed so many names so many times. So then, so my brother's keeper. Do you have anything else like in your back pocket that you can oh, sit on? Yeah, Gator, man. My uh, film that you know. I already put a poster out there. Gator. Uh, you know, it's part. It's something that I that I was part with in, in the military finding um, uh, one of one of Bin Laden's uh, underdogs that was uh, that was killing a whole bunch of people. And it's just sort of the story of how we how we found them. And it has they haven't done it yet. So it's just uh, this is about half an hour right now. But I'm trying to keep writing the because the, there's some things that I can't say that I can't put. I don't sure. want the CIA after me. Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't been done yet for some reason. And it, it's a great story because it was it was uh negotiators that that fi- that's why it's called gators uh we mm. call negotiator gators oh, okay uh, i love the short names the short names so yeah it was this negotiators befriended this um this family and you know they broke down and they were able to to, to help locate this this douche and um that's how we found them so that that's another one it's Three different different type of movie. We got suspense, action. Uh, my brother's keeper is going to be action, and this was going to be just a thriller. Going out uh, chasing this guy. So the, the Gators is that something you were you were involved in in real life? Yeah. Get the fuck yeah. out of here! That's crazy. Yeah. That's some. That's crazy, bro. No, so, no, no. I, I have some crazy experiences. Crazy experiences in my life. Jesus. Yeah. So like from the military to. Being a police, a police officer, officer to yeah. stuntman, actor, director, dude, you, you've done it all, bro. No, I have daughters, man, and I do it. If people ask me why, well, I have daughters, man. I want to show them that if you're bored doing something, don't don't stay, do something else. If you want to try to do something, try it. You're gonna if you fail, eh, you know, at least you tried it. Yeah. And I, you know, if I get bored, I go. I got tired of being a cop. Go do something else. Yeah, you know, the acting is cool, but let me be a stunt guy. Well, you can't do both. Yeah, I can. Yeah, you yeah, can. can. Yeah, you can. Do that, and, you know. Just keep on moving. Just keep on moving. That's fucking awesome, bro. That's yeah. so crazy, man. What a life. Oof. And you're, you're you're a young guy too, man. You're you're not that. Well, I'm 42. I'm feeling it though. I'm feeling yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm 45, so you're younger Ooh, than me. Are we still? We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Look at Dan. It's like I ain't saying nothing about nothing. <laughs> I'm for it's no mystery. I'm 42. I just okay. my birthday was last Monday. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah. All right. So, cool. um, before we uh we jump off, do you want to like give anybody a shout out? Do you want to like oh, plug anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. My actors, I got Linea de Jesus, Danny Villegas, Angel Perez, Mike Braxton. You know, those guys they put in all their time, you know, their their talent in um. Raul Colon, which is you know my director guy, my editor, this mm-hmm. great Danny Danny Juanes, who was my DP. Uh, man, he held that camera, and you know he's like Enrique. I, I know I know that you know what's in your head, but you got to explain this movie to me. What do you want your shots? He was very patient with me. He was very patient with me. Um, uh, a guy that I talk to all the time. I'm currently doing a film with him, uh, John John. Villanueva, we're doing Concrete Rose. It's an all-Latino cast over there in South Bend, Indiana. It was an awesome cast. Um, he's always giving me support and, you know, always asking me if I, if I need help. Those guys are awesome. And, of course, my girl, Paula, uh, she's been super supportive. Um, you know, every time I'm writing something, even as crazy as it sounds, she's always the first one to read it. 
And I really I appreciate that. And it, it helps a lot when, you know, your family, somebody close to you is, is behind you and supporting you. That goes a long way. It really does, man. Uh, that, that piece of it's a huge, it's huge. It does. It, it, it makes everything way easier. And, and my daughters, they're the biggest critics. They're the ones who tell me straight up, Papi, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. Uh, you don't even look good as a bad guy. Yo, they're for real, man. They're for real, for real. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll they'll try to hurt. They'll try to hurt your feelings, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give it to me hard. They'll give it to me hard. I'm telling you. All right. Damn, dude. So you do you, you don't have an Instagram or anything? Oh man, I do have an Instagram. It's e. underscore action actor. E. Guzman underscore action actor and Enrique Guzman on Facebook, you know, there you and go. I always put everything in there, man. It's, it's our personal, you know, film. I put everything in there just for fun. Yeah. I, I'll make sure to go ahead and plug you in the, in the, in right the description and stuff. And uh, I'll put a link to the movie too, the Risper. Cool, movie. man. Cool. Appreciate yeah. it. And, you know, hopefully it blows up on festivals and we definitely, definitely going to keep making more. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. Keep making them. Keep making them. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'll watch them. <laughs> but thanks for having me guys bro and I love it Dan, nice to meet you out there and hopefully we'll make nice more yeah alright yeah. All right, man well maybe the, the next episode you can come in and you can give us a breakdown or something on the whisper or something got you yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll show, we'll show the you know the yeah. the trailer for it uh, on, on your show that'll be cool that'll, that'll be, be dope cool. <laughs> uh, but, uh, by, by then Enrique Guzman is gonna be the next uh, you know uh David Leach or, or Halski or something. You know? yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Enrique, man. Thank you so Take much. Uh, this is Edgar Traves and not my cousin Dan on the Floral Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Bye. The song you're listening to is by Looney, and it's called Lo Lograré. You can find them over at Epidemic Sound. It was great talking to Enrique. He's got this energy that's like positive, you know what I'm saying? It was great to have him on the podcast. So don't forget to head on over to thefloropodcast.com. Find out a little bit more about us and the show. Also, support the podcast by going over there and buying yourself a nifty mug a throw pillow, a duvet cover. We got it all, man. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, give us a holler wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, find us on Instagram as The Floral. Make sure you give Enrique a follow over on Instagram under the user e.guzman underscore action actor. All the things you need to find Enrique will be in the description. Enrique, you're just you're such a talent. I can't wait to see more. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye.